coming to you live from Parkview Studios, the garage. This is the Brothers Catch Up, a weekly podcast where two brothers come together to catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi. With me, as always, is my brother, Frankie Biazzi. Oh boy. I first want to start by saying, um, I'm probably, I'm going to do something I've never done before. Like in my entire life, like I know verifiably I've never done what I'm about to do. Isn't that weird? Are you going, is it like a physical thing? It's more like a spiritual thing. Okay. Or a, I don't know, what's it like when you forgive someone? Like, would you call that a spiritual thing? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I would call that. I get, mm. It's not a no, it's just like, thing. No, it's just like a personal thing. It's like though. an emotional thing. Too. Yeah. Emotional, that's the word. You're going to do something emotional for the first time? No, well, I've done emotional. Or are you going to confess your love no. to someone? No. Or something. No. I'm going to... I want to throw my support behind Nancy Pelosi. Okay. I've never been able to say that I support Nancy Pelosi in pretty much anything in my entire life. In fact, as far as I can remember politically, that I can remember Nancy Pelosi, I remember being in not just opposition, but like fervent... Um, like real opposition like I really don't like Nancy Pelosi I think she should go to jail for like the last at least I don't know 2008 9 like then that's a long time okay so what's changed not well nothing's changed I still hold all those things against her yeah but why are you supporting her I support her and she has to go to Taiwan I don't even follow her I don't follow anything. <laughs> this is where... It's all news to me. I should want to, I should also point out, like, I haven't been following that closely either, so I'm also going to be talking a lot out of my ass, but... At least in my rough world, view of the world. I think Nancy Pelosi is doing... Like, in the first time of her life, is doing something that I can say, go for it. So she's going to Taiwan to support the Taiwanese people? Supposedly. But now it's vague, because... Like, against China? Yes, but now here's the thing. This White House isn't making a move against China. <laughs> here's the thing. Now, it's not that the White House is making a move against China, but, like, from what I can tell, like, Nancy is about to start World War Three. Like, the Chinese have said if she steps foot in Taiwan, they're gonna, if she's flying there, she's gonna, they're going to blow her plane out of the sky. Oh, that's why you support it. You're like, yeah, go. Well, no. I like it. Let's see. Do you, does China have the balls? To, to shoot our speaker to the shoot house. down. <laughs> that's why you the need United to do it United States now. speaker that. Fuck you. Don't tell me what I can't do. Well, I, if I'm I want to go to Taiwan, I'm going to Taiwan. Now, if I was Nancy Pelosi, I wouldn't really be on that plane. I'd send, like, <laughs> other people. I'd be like, let's see. <laughs> and then when it blows up, I'd be like, you fucking assholes. <laughs> I'm on a different plane. But you have to do it now. Yeah, no, I agree. But, like, the posturing that she's made has been criticized from the right. Like, we're associated with the right now, so, like... But I have not, from day one, associated with the right's criticism of this move at all. I don't care if Nancy Pelosi, if it's because of her investments in Taiwanese chips or whatever. If I'm Nancy Pelosi, I now I don't know what their endgame is. And I, you know that I believe that there's been a concerted effort to for, to set up an East versus West, World War Three, Russia, China, Iran, block versus the United States in the decline so that the cities could be fulfilled and China could rise as a dominant power. Whatever. The dread that I've always had, and if you go back about maybe like 12 episodes now, it's a while ago, I made that plea to not let them start World War III. And I have to admit now, like in hindsight, this is why I like politics, because it does give you the opportunity to like look at what's actually happened, and no one knows anything. Like The predictions I make most of the time, I don't even call them predictions. Oh, just dude, like, I, I remember when Trump uh, bombed Salamini. And I was, like, losing my mind. I was like, he just started World War Three. this fucking lunatic. Yeah, you don't always know. But you don't know. It was fine. 
And when you get all the information, it's important to like look back and like I was wrong then. And the, I should give the State Department more credit because the State Department was coming out and saying all these things about Russia's invasion. But the reason why I dismissed it was because I believed that they wanted Russia to invade. And I still do believe that. But they were true in their intel that Russia was actually invading. But you're also right to disregard everything the State Department says ever. Yes. Well, the State Department wanting them to invade and the Russia actually being an imminent... Was it invading anyway was the difference. Like, I was accusing them of pushing out propaganda... To goad Russia into invading. Turns out Russia was going to invade without what the State Department was saying. The State Department was being pretty truthful, truthful in what they were saying. But the State Department has been working to get Russia to invade the Ukraine so that if they did, if it weren't their deliberate goal to have this war be happening in the Ukraine, the State Department is run by complete monkeys. They don't know what they're doing. They're monkeys on typewriters because the outcome they've achieved is Shakespeare's work of getting Russia to invade. Like, you've disregarded the Minsk agreement. You you had the... Is that a saying? What? Monkeys on typewriters? Or did you just make that up? Monkeys on typewriters? If you put a million monkeys in a room and give them unlimited time on ty- unlimited typewriters, eventually they would produce Shakespeare's works. Is that like a thing? It's like a thought experiment, like theory people have. And it's called monkeys on typewriters? Yes. Because, like... I don't I don't know how to play any instrument, but it's the sickest fucking band name I've ever heard. Monkeys on typewriters. <laughs> how cool of a band name is that, dude? I mean, it works, I guess. Who's your favorite band? Oh, dude, Monkeys on Typewriters. You ever heard of them? They're so good, dude. They, oh, man, they have that one song. Oh. <laughs> anyway, continue. I got distracted by how good of a name that was. I was just saying, though, like, they couldn't have accidentally orchestrated a more perfect storm of what's going on in... But- but maybe the world they, right now. But they could have because they're they're incompetent. They're they could be incompetent. And we've yeah. said this on the podcast before too. That like it might just be that chaos theory prevails, and like we are, we're just run by a bunch <laughs> of fucking idiots. Which, so if that's the case, like if it's all just individual, are they evil or are they idiots? Then if I'm Nancy Pelosi, I'm looking at this and be like, bitch, I fucking built China. Like it's my corruption in government for the last forty five years that China have allowed would be China me. to become whatever if you're if my fucking personal investments in and corruption is being exposed in the United States and like to save face, I wanna fly to Taiwan and empower the poor Taiwanese people that you're gonna steamroll whether or not I go there. I'm fucking going there. So like the second that it became a thing and China decided to threaten her life, bitch has to go. But, like, she's been pretty... I've, I heard today that maybe she wasn't going and it's been left vague. Like, she's in Asia. She's headed to Asia. All she has to do is land in Taiwan. So, like, she's keeping it, her schedule close to the vest. I'd go. Just because it's a power move. Because, like, not for nothing, Nancy. You don't... You're not always going to have this job. Like, we talk about the idea that, like, there's a, there's a path. Not anymore, but there was. I guess there still is. But the path for Trump to become Speaker of the House. You know, if Trump was Speaker of the House, he'd go. He'd be like, oh, you tell me you're going to blow me up? I'm there. Um, but I get it. Like, how dare you, China, <laughs> turn on me? Yeah. Who are you? You're nothing without me. I'm Nancy goddamn Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi. I'm one of the most corrupt politicians <laughs> in the world. Are you kidding me with this shit? I'm going to Taiwan. You? You're going to come to me? I'm telling them we need semiconductors in the United States, damn it. And we're behind you. We support your independence. Yes. And that's just my message. Like, that's not even the position of the United States government. This is me personally as... I say all sorts of shit that everyone knows to disregard. I told people to go to Chinatown at the start of the Wuhan flu. That's wild. Just I mean, to it's so crazy that she masks. did that. And I said that just to spite Donald Trump. And I was bailing you out. I was like, it's crazy to think that China did this on purpose. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm going Which, to Taiwan. She probably regrets that. She's like, you know what? I should have went up on that stage and been like, these fucking Chinese people are yeah, killing us. They're killing us. <laughs> With their escape then, monkey then, then, what, then what are you going to do when I fly to Taiwan? And if they blew her out of the sky and Nancy Pelosi's life ended in a heroic mission, all the criminality of her career, all the feces on the shit of San Francisco, is out the window. Well, dude, I, I was going to... is a heroic I figure was, in American I was history. Actually, it's funny you say that, because I was thinking that. Like, Nancy Pelosi, for me, personally, she's like a top five 
most hated politician for me. Not because really of anything she's ever done. I don't like her. She's corrupt. We know she does insider trading. She made, she's made so much money. Meanwhile, the only job she's ever had has been like in politics. Whatever. I just can't stand looking at her. I can't stand listening to her talk. She's fucking miserable. But if she's on a plane tomorrow and we get breaking news and we get like a <laughs> video footage of like a rocket hitting her plane blown into smithereens, I'll get a fucking Pelosi tattoo because right? that's badass. That's such a badass way to go out. And not for nothing, like, we're the bad guy in almost every scenario that Feels World like War we're the good guy against China. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, whoa. Dude, they've been making this point on a... On the four play golf podcast because yeah. they've been talking about the live tour nonstop. Like kind of, we can't really talk. But like, it, one of the guys on the podcast just keeps mentioning. He's like, "How come we don't talk about any of this with like China? Like China's sport washed. Like China with the Olympics and all this stuff. Like no one bats an eye at China. Like why are we so mad at the live tour? But it brings up the point. like, yeah, like we China's do. China's awful." That's why we win so many gold medals, so you don't worry about all the countries we occupy. Yeah, like, by the way, like, <laughs> USA sport washes. Are you kidding me? Yeah. We're, the, we're the kings, though. We're the best the to ever do team? it. the dream team? We're the best to ever do it. You know how easy it was to invade the Gulf when the dream team was dominating the fuck out of African nations? Man. <laughs> so what? when's, like, the... 2001... When is you forget all of you go to you go invade Iraq and WMDs as long as like Mike Piazza's hitting home runs. Dude, and, have George Bush throw out the first pitch woo, of a Subway series. Feel good again in New York after 9/11. Oh, I needed that. It's the greatest moment like in American politics. I don't yeah. care if you're if you're the most liberal person in the world. You love George Bush it's on like, that day. It's like downing a three finger pour of whiskey. All of a sudden, you're just fired up. Because that's America. The America is. The president of the United States throwing out a first pitch at a Yankee game after a the Twin tragedy. Towers go down. Probably by his he design. Probably did it. <laughs> Actually, George so, Bush, I, all the years I've studied, he's got nothing to do with nothing. I think he's just in the dark. Dude's man. a fucking. Moron. I think he knows now. But was, it was Cheney fucking doing Didn't everything. Didn't we play on the podcast? Wasn't like one of the few clips we played on the podcast of him accidentally saying. No. That he invaded, like, a, an unfortunate invasion of Iraq, like, just a little while ago. No, but I believe it. He was, like, giving a speech, and it's all, it's little tongue. He's like, he was saying, like, condemning Putin for invading Wait. Ukraine. He's like, Iraq. I mean... By the way, I'm, how do I... How have I missed all this Nancy Pelosi stuff? Like, when is... When are we going to know if she goes or not? I mean, if she comes back to the United States and she ne- doesn't land in Taiwan, then we'll know. But right now she's in China. China's China threats to blow the fuck wow. out of this guy. No wonder why people don't read the news. I can't even read this headline because it's so poorly written. <laughs> am I am I dumb? China threat to shoot down Pelosi's plane if she visits Taiwan. Yeah, it's like an incomplete thought. What what newspaper put that on the headline? Insider. That's bad. Like, shouldn't it be like China threatens to shoot down Pelosi's plane if she visits Taiwan? China makes or, threat. China makes threat to shoot, or China threat to shoot down Pelosi's Honestly, plane if she visits though, Taiwan holds true. Something like that. Like, it's missing something. Yeah. Business insider, you dumb fucks. <laughs> Pelosi confirms trip to Asia, but doesn't mention Taiwan. I, hope she I want her to go. I'm like, I'm like gonna be like. They're not gonna shoot her down. I'm gonna be so mad if she doesn't go. I know what a what a kind of move is that. Like, you're, don't be a bitch. But yeah, what do we? We can't let we're China. We're dealing to China. We can't let China just threaten where we go. Dude, we're gonna just let China threaten to kill our politicians. Yeah, that's nuts. No, fuck that. I even I don't think I. Like that's crazy. You I don't even like Nancy Pelosi. I'm not saying we should go to war with China. But like, we should not go to Taiwan. We should bomb Xi Jinping's house. No, we shouldn't do that. I will say, I do think World War Three under like World War Three under Trump would have looked so much different than so under much Biden. different than under Biden. I do think 
for as fun of a president as Trump was, I don't think his World War Three would have been fun. No. I think Biden's World War Three would be fun. Well, you know what you're dealing with with Biden. Because, like, not for nothing. These guys drop bombs everywhere. Well, that's what I'm saying. They want to use all the equipment. That's what I'm saying. Like, their number one, the number one masters of our politicians is the military-industrial complex. That's what I don't know that China understands. Because, like, Barack Obama. We want to use the nukes. Dude, how much did Barack Obama love drone strikes? He loved them. Oh, well. It was so he ran fun. out of bombs. He was like, these are the most fun things. I can't, I'm so glad I'm president. I'm glad we invented just, these things. I guess just blow shit up. Like, George Bush, the end, people don't realize it was, Dude, that's it why was Biden, the end of George Bush's presidency that drones became, a, like, prolific in, like, when we started using them a lot, a lot. Because it was at the end of George Bush's presidency, he was getting exposed for, like, using drones to, like, shoot up funerals and weddings, and WikiLeaks was on the scene. But it was under the outrage of George Bush that Obama was able to get away with taking that whole program... And giving every agency in the United States like unilateral control of their own why drone you, force. Why do you think Biden wanted to be president? He got to sit and watch Barack just drop bombs for eight years, and he's like, "I want to do that." This is great. So that's where, like, I, I just want to shout out. I support Nancy Pelosi. If she goes to Taiwan, hundred percent. Got How go. are you going to feel about her though if she like doesn't go? I mean, I won't blame her because I think China will fucking blow her. I actually don't know. China, China would never do it. I don't think. I think China wants a war because, like, I think they're pretty confident. They're, they think they're ready to go. They can't handle a war, you know. Like they're domestic. They have a lot of domestic problems right now. Like I think one of the reasons why America's been able to be so successful for two hundred and seventy-six years, or whatever it is, and get into these wars, because like. I think we're prepared for the... Not we're, like, the people, but just, like, the overall feel of the country is just, like... We're prepared to to lose shit, you know? <laughs> I don't know if China is. Well, China... The like, China's just China, becoming... Modern China. Yeah. But China's so like, 2,000 years old. Like, we'll put you 4, back... 4,000 we'll, But we'll put you back 2,000 years ago. Like, we'll put you back in the Stone Age. Don't think we won't. Yeah, I mean... Dude, that podcast that I sent you a couple weeks ago. Yeah. They were talking about um, Pearl Harbor and, like, how it led to us dropping the nukes. And I don't. I don't know. I should probably brush up on World War II history and see what the Japanese were doing to. Oh, my God. The Japanese were doing some sick shit. They kind of. I mean, it's tough to be like they deserved it because, like, those people didn't do anything. But you had to you had to end it. It's hard to say. It's crazy. But, I mean, that was that's the whole thing. Like the Manhattan Project is very like it's a controversial idea. Like let's make the ultimate weapon to destroy a civilian population. They could have dropped it other places and probably not killed nearly as many. <laughs> but then what's the point? We did it twice, too. Twice. <laughs> the first cities. one got the message. They're like, dude, we did it anyway. Hey, that was a hit, sir. What do you think we should do next? Hit him again. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so that's all I wanted to say about Nancy Pelosi. And World War Three. Like, I don't think... I don't think World War Three is imminent like if, I, if World War 3 popped off tomorrow because Nancy Pelosi's playing it shot down I just think that's like the best way for us to enter World War 3 well it's a great it is a great way would you World War 3 starts alright tomorrow 9am you wake up no offense to Nancy Pelosi you're like looking at the news callously talking about her life Pelosi's dead <laughs> <laughs> every news channel is just burning wreckage Tucker Carlson's kind of like laughing a little bit, but like not in a mean way, just kind of like, wow, I can't believe that. Yeah, happened. and then it's like, oh, America's sending troops all over, and like tomorrow night they're like, we're instituting the draft. We need more soldiers for World War Three. You going? I hope, the, I hope the trans get. Are you going? No way. We've talked about what happens if we enter World War Three. I might go. 
For, for if police is playing each other. You play in the mili- you fight in the militia here. <laughs> oh yeah. We, this is when we. I'll do that. This is when we take our. Do you think if we go? Do you think if we go into World War Three? Do you think? You know how this is when like the true patriots should secede. But do you know how like uh? But I would never encourage this hypothetical. I would never encourage treason. You know how the that would be terrible. This White House is just sending weapons to civilians in Ukraine. Yep. If we go to World War Three, do you think they're just gonna start giving all citizens like M sixteens and shit? And it's like the no thing way. the thing you were so against is now what you're like if you're gonna do it in Ukraine to defeat Russia, oh why wouldn't you do it here to defeat whoever? Arm the people. The good news is the people here are already armed. To the tunes of the The bad news is what you said. There's gonna be a militia. We're taking we're taking advantage of the opportunity. You go to the de- you go to the least populated states where you can defend some territory, and you get Just a hold bunch up. of people and say like, "We have nothing to do with the United States government." Remember and China the Alamo. Wants to invade and come get us. Like we're in, we're a long way away from you. Chaz, like, we're not worried about you guys. So, and then we'll let them deal with Joe Biden. Very interesting times, to say the least. Um, yeah, so what else is new? How was your, you went to the JFK airport? Yeah, I spent the weekend at JFK. So they have a hotel, TWA. What a wild place that is. Didn't even know it Did existed. Did you fly on an airplane? No. You were just in a room that looked like you were on an airplane. No, it is an airplane. So at the, at this hotel. You sleep on an airplane. They took, no. They took, uh. A plane designed by Lockheed Martin called the Constellation, nicknamed the Connie now. Uh, it was a, a plane that they used for, oh, I forget what they used it for. But then eventually, like this exact one, the one that they use as like a bar, it became like a drug running plane. Cool. Yeah, it would bring marijuana back and forth from like Columbia. It's pretty cool. Um, Thank you, Lockheed. Yeah. And then. Who was doing that? Just some, like, people. I don't know. Just, like, random people yeah. who Lockheed... But the, through, who it, sold them the plane? Well... How did Lockheed TWA, TWA, the airline from the 60s, mm-hmm. used the plane, like, as part of their airline. The company was m- trafficking marijuana? They, I guess, decommissioned the plane, and for some reason it became a drug-running plane. Don't know how. But then TWA got it back. I don't know. It's a wild thing. Sounds like... Sounds like high... Ranking criminal, but behavior. They decided to just kind of turn it into a bar, which is sick. So it just sits out on like on the tarmac of this hotel, and it serves drinks. And you sit inside, and it's really cool. And the entire like the second you step into this hotel, it is so the hotel is the old TWA terminal at JFK. Trans World, Transatlantic World Airline, or whatever it's called. Their terminal at JFK is like the main building. It's the lobby, it's got uh, the restaurants, big seating areas, and some different things to do. And then it's got these two wings off of it, like these tunnels. And those tunnels take you into these like new hotels that they built when... uh, this company, or not company, it was like this one dude, he bought it in 2019, or no, it opened in 2019. I don't know what year he bought it, but he decided to redesign it and turn it into a hotel. I guess the guy was like kind of really like TWA and the, air, the airport. Such a cool place. The gym, have you ever been to like a hotel gym? This hotel has the world's largest fitness center for a hotel. Wow. In the world. So I worked out on Saturday in there. It was really cool. They have a room full of Pelotons. Did you do a Peloton? I did. I did a little bit of a Peloton. It was really cool. Um, just the amount of history in this place from like the 60s is pretty crazy. There's like everywhere you walk there's like old uniforms from the 60s and these little blurbs written on the wall 
with like little facts and museum exhibits all over. Really cool place. I would suggest it for anybody. Like if you're flying into JFK and you need a place to stay, that's got to be the place. And it's connected to the airport. Like, so like you walk up the tunnel and you make a left to the elevators to go to your room. Or if you don't make the left and you just go straight, you just hit an elevator and you're just in the airport. You're at the JetBlue terminal. It's very cool. There's a theme, it's expensive. There's a theme for this episode. Planes? Airplanes. <laughs> and politicians who may or have died. Yeah. JFK. Wow. Pelosi. I hope Pelosi doesn't die. She has to stand trial for... for no, I'd rather her not die. I'd rather her just go to Taiwan and be like, suck it, bitch. I'm here. Yeah, what do you do about it? And China's like, damn, she called our bluff. We're not going to do anything about it. But yeah, very cool. Very cool. But the only thing about it is like, me and Amanda had like a pretty good reason to go there. Um, but if you live in this area... There's no reason why you would just take a trip to JFK Airport and stay at this hotel. Yeah. So it really is, I feel like, only for people who are flying in and just need a place to stay. But it's an expensive hotel. It's like $500 a night. Fancy. Yeah, it's fancy. That's a, but it's only a four-star. Which. Who's given the stars? That's what I'm saying. What is the star system for for hotels? Because I've stayed at other four-star hotels that like are nicer and cheaper. I've stayed at three-star hotels that are, like, the room itself, like, isn't, like, I mean, it's a very nice room, but, like, it's not. You have a cool view? No. Is it loud? Oh, that's actually the coolest fucking part, though, about this hotel. On one of the hotel buildings, they built a rooftop infinity pool that just looks out over one of the runways, so you just sit in the pool and just watch planes take off and land. Can you hear them? Like, it's loud. Yeah, dude, it's so loud. It gets windy. It's awesome. Like, I, I, for someone who hate, like, I hate airplanes. To be watching like that, it's cool, right? It's so cool. Dude, yeah. so Airbus has a plane, the A380, which is, like, the competitor to Boeing 747. It's, like, the big boy. It's a double-decker. It holds 812 passengers. Uh, the French can only build airplanes. Isn't that interesting? Good ones. I'd mu- I like Airbus way better than, like, Boeing. <laughs> I don't know why, but, so, I guess it's Emirates Airline, which they fly to Dubai and shit, they use the A380, and, like, we're watching this thing, like, it's, like, the term, the, where we're looking over is, like, there's, like, a JetBlue terminal, so, like, there's a couple, like, really small JetBlue planes that probably only hold, like, 60 people, like, those small ones, and then there's, like, a couple Delta planes that are, like, your normal size planes, and then there's these things. You, the size of these planes are crazy. It's like we're watching them like in a line go and take off. And every time you would see like the little jets go, they're just zoom and they're in the air. So like we're excited like watching the the big one go. We're like, is this thing gonna even be able to get off the ground? And it's funny. Like I mean, it takes way longer. It needs so much more runway, and it just seems like it's lumbering. I mean, it must be going fast. And we're a little far away, but like. You just hear it. It's like rattling your ears. And this gigantic metal thing that's... Uh, I looked it up. It's 15... It's 1,500,000 pounds. Just takes off and just flies to Dubai. It's pretty cool. Dude, it's really cool. I've never been that close to like watching planes take off and land. It's pretty fascinating. Well, it's not like a fun weekend. Yeah, it really was. Very cool place. Also, it feels like we're like back in the old days because we're recording on, on a, a Sunday. Sunday. Which we're probably actually gonna we're you probably gonna wind up go doing a lot, lot more Sunday recordings. Yeah, probably. We're also probably gonna have to figure out Zoom recordings at some point. No, we're not gonna. You. I'm not. We're not gonna always be able to do I'll it. I'll come in to person. you. We'll have a new studio. Let's set it up in your apartment. Let's go sit on the beach. I was thinking about doing a walk tonight. A walking recording, like, dude. Rose we should. Doesn't fall on the street. We should asleep. try to. We should try to do it next week. I'm very. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I think we could figure out how to set it up. It's not that we'll hard. Throw that on the stroller. Yeah, like um, on the bottom. Yeah, and then just carry the mics. We'll do a Sunday. We'll do a Sunday episode next week as well, and we'll try to do it around the time where like 
you're trying to get Rose to sleep, but a little bit earlier, maybe yeah. like seven thirty, put her in the stroller and go. Yeah, I'd be down. I feel like it'd be fun, because I feel like that's when your brain works better. You're walking. I thought cross breeze is nice. I get distracted in here. I get distracted by that photo. Do you think that's the best photo you guys have ever taken? No. It's certainly the biggest. <laughs> I, if I Does it lead you to think, man, I wish there were like other photos we had you, that were just that size? Have you seen size. the other photos that I got made? In that size? No. I got four photos made. This is a fractured glass photo, so like it's a photo printed on glass. I love these photos. I got four made. I got all four sizes that were available at the time that I... That, that I I've only ever seen this one, I think. The three other photos I used were good, were smart. And they, those pictures came out great, but they're regular sizes. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how much bigger this photo was. <laughs> and I used, like, the worst possible. If I had chosen any of the other photos, I would have loved it, probably. No, but it's a good photo. It's not like it's a bad photo. But it's just like a selfie of us up close. Like, I mean, if yeah. I, I could have done... You could have done, like, a really cool photo. Or just like, a, like especially like a couple's photo of us standing together, like full frame or something. Yeah, but like, like think about like you got you guys have gone like a lot of cool places. Like, photos. One of those pictures would be really cool. Yeah, so I don't know. But I mean, I like it. You know what I don't? Well, My actually, face is I awful. Don't know who listens to this podcast. Who's? I'm assuming this is at a wedding, right? Yes. Whose wedding is this? Uh, I think that that might be brother-in-law. Okay. Alright, well, anything else you want to talk about? I'm back in the Civ, Civ 6. Yeah, you know what? I've been meaning to ask you about that. I've been coming upstairs and you've been like laying up, playing, and been, I couldn't tell what you're playing. I've been dying to play like a bunch of different games. But I don't want to get the new console yet. Until like I know when things are coming out that I want. Yeah. So like, I don't want to just buy Skyrim again. On a new system and play that all my time. Like, that's kind of what I really want to play. So just do it. I. But I've been liking Civ. I've been having fun. I'm pretty confident I really want the new Call of Duty. It's like, I gotta get a new console if I'm gonna get the new Call of Duty. It's like, am I gonna get a new console for Call of Duty? Probably not. So I'm probably just done with video games for the rest of my life. Well, I'm, I need Starfield. That's what I'm really waiting for. And then after that, it's Elder Scrolls. Oh. Never mind. Uh, Elder Scrolls. Is that a new one? There's a new one coming out? After, so Bethesda's next two games are going to be Starfield, which comes out soon, mm -hmm. but we don't know exactly when yet. But people are thinking, like, maybe Thanksgiving or Christmas time? Fingers crossed. Um, or, and then after that, not or, is the next Elder Scrolls. Which is going to be set in Hammerfell and Redfall, which are other parts of the world of Tamriel, which is where Skyrim is. What is going on? So I need the system for that, but that's still six months to a yeah, year you away. Have plenty of time. So I don't want to get it just to buy, because I know what I would do if I had it. I would buy just Skyrim. I spend seventy dollars. Well, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I have Skyrim on three consoles that I can play right now. So, you know you're gonna get it on this console anyway at some point. Yeah, probably. So, <laughs> I mean, that would be the first thing I'd want to do to test out the console. Anyway, Correct. Is like, yeah. How does, how does this look? look? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I know this. I know how this is, is supposed to look. <laughs> I know. I've been going. I've been going. I really wanted the big Xbox, like not the all digital one. Yeah. But I've kind of been leaning towards maybe just getting the all-digital one. Just cheaper. And, like, I was thinking, like, do I really need the high graphics capability of, like, a 4K television if I don't really... Like, I'm not going to get, like, super high expensive TV at any point soon. Maybe Black Friday. You never know. It's a good deal. Can you believe summer's almost over? I can. I told you it goes fast. When you're working hard. Like it's August. 
tomorrow. Can you think about... I was looking back at how many episodes of the podcast there are, and it's crazy. There's a lot. And think about how much the world's changed. It's exactly why we wanted to do this podcast, is to document the end of the world. And I think we've been right so far that the world is ending. Dude, if Pelosi's playing it shot down, <laughs> we're right on schedule, baby. <laughs> Speaker of the House gets she blown out of the sky. Right Check. Of, like, JFK is like most. Oh, dude, it'd that's be insane. That becomes the coolest. China blew our speaker dude. It's of the, the coolest. Out of the sky. Like JFK getting his head blown off is awesome. Not awesome. That's such a bad word. I didn't mean to say awesome, but just like in terms of like legacy, legacy, like dude, historical rev- like prep, like not position. for nothing, dude. You were president for what a year and a half, and you're the most famous president of all time. That's only because your head got blown off. You could have had a great eight-year run. Still wouldn't be the most famous of all time. George Washington is probably more famous. I don't think it's so. It's like Washington, Lincoln. I bet if you went up to Kennedy 100 FDR. people. If you went up to 100 people and just asked. Like, Obama. Name a president. Obama. You think Obama? Yeah. I think today it'd be Obama. Yeah, you're probably right, actually. I still... Mm, I just hope yeah, I guess when, I guess you're right. I hope that when a Biden's presidency is over, whenever that is, whether it, it be it's in another eight year, years, four years, tomorrow, I just hope we can all recognize that he wasn't actually president. Well, he like, was. When we go through the list of presidents, Biden's name shouldn't be mentioned. He's not the president of the United States. He was the president. He's a really good one too. No, he's not though. Dude, did you see his? Um, Susan Rice is more the president than Obama. Did you see than his? Biden, I mean. Obama's more the president. Did you Biden. see that that girl? Who I don't know who she is on Biden's staff or what her job is. The but she was talking about like how this is the how like this proves Biden's economy is like has stable growth. <laughs> stable growth. Stable decline. I don't get it. Who's eating this up? Everyone. Democrats love it. Hey, different strokes for different folks. Our trash is their treasure. I don't get it. All I know is the price of guns are going through the roof, dude. Guns I bought last year are like 30% more valuable. You know what else is crazy expensive? What? Fucking chicken. Wait. Why is chicken so expensive? I wanted to buy pine nuts today. Because Dude, pine I nuts to make pesto with pine, pine nuts. nuts are the most crazy expensive item in a grocery store. If you don't know, if nuts. no one ever has bought a pine nut, <laughs> because every time I've even thought about buying a pine nut, I I've thrown up. I've thrown up looking now, at the price. I remember. Can I guess the price well, for like? Hold on, wait, I'll tell you this, and then you can guess the price. I remember turning my nose up at the price of pine nuts when it was like. Fourteen ninety nine for that tiny little thing. I don't even know how much that is. Yeah, but like I bought. Is it more now? Essentially, like a pound of walnuts today for nine ninety nine that I'm going to use instead of the pine nuts, and it will be subtly different. Like I'll know the difference, but no one else who tries my pesto will ever know the difference. Yeah, because I'm never going to make it with pine nuts. No, but the pine nut. Here's the problem. The pine nuts are better. Why the pine nut works? There's just a little bit of this bitterness a that it bit gives of a it, tang. and it's just so much better than any other but nut you could replace not it with. Spend what they want me to spend on pine nuts. So, what was the size of the pine nut you were looking for? Like it was what about was, a third the size of what I ended up getting the walnuts, and the walnuts were nine ninety nine for like a. I would say it's probably a pound of walnuts, but I don't know. So we're talking like maybe like six ounces of pine nuts. Between six and ten, I would say. Maybe like, seven I, and a half. Because, like, not for nothing. Like, I was thinking oh, you're probably spending eleven ninety nine for, like, three ounces. I mean, we're talking, like, $4 an ounce for pine nuts. And you got, so six ounces. We're talking, like, $18 for pine nuts? The price on the sticker. Don't tell me it's in the 20s. Twenty four ninety nine. No, that's impossible. No one's buying. You can't. I, I was like, how could it be? It's right next to the walnuts. And walnuts are pretty good. Like, I like walnut. Yeah, they're fine. They're very unoffensive. I... And Ooh. they're fine in pesto. You know what's weird, too, about, like, pine nuts? 
you're not really ever just gonna like. I might take a handful of walnuts if I have them. I've actually eaten pine nuts. Ugh. You know there's a you know there's a syndrome that you get from pine nut eating. What? It's it's called Is it a I've backache. Gotten, no, it's called pine nut poisoning maybe, <laughs> and you get a metallic taste in your mouth for days on end, and your tongue kind of tangs. Do you die? No, but you like lose your sense of taste to pine nuts. Tell you what though, if you go on Amazon right now, you could buy a two pound bag of pine nuts. For $54. I know that it's sounds expensive. It, it's not bad. But that's a really good deal. That's a lot of pine nuts. That's a dollar seventy two an ounce. Would I ever use that many? I guess I would. Because, like, I would have used that container of pine nuts in at least two batches of pesto. But maybe even one if I really needed more. I mean, that's the best deal you're going to see. $1.72? That's pretty good. On nuts.com, which, wow, wow. Eight ounce bag, wow. eight ounce bag. How much you spend on nuts.com for an eight ounce bag? I mean, I just saw like what I say. It's said twenty five bucks. Forty four ninety nine. No, eight ounce bag of pine nuts. That's crazy. Yeah, you gotta buy the two pounds. Yeah, it's a way better deal. And I would just sell them. Dude, I might become a pine nut dealer. <laughs> just sell the pine. Let's buy pine nuts Dude, in bulk. First comment. On nuts.com under pine nuts <laughs> is from someone Where did in Freehold from? in Freehold, New Jersey. That's amazing. People need to know about all caps pine nut syndrome. <laughs> Ordering pine nuts or pinoli nuts online for cheap prices gets you Chinese pine nuts. These can leave you with a metallic bitter taste in your mouth for weeks. Nuts.com pinoli nuts are fine and do not cause pine nut syndrome. Uh that sounds like propaganda for nuts.com. Being like, you have to buy our pine nuts. But did you see? You but is that why they're expensive? Like, if you get those Amazon ones, are you going to get pine nut syndrome? I, look, the only time I've ever gotten pine nut syndrome, no, you have to eat, you're not, like you said, no one really eats them by the handful, but they are delicious. And if you do eat them by the handful, you can quickly find that you're eating a lot. And then you can get pine nut syndrome. But I was under the impression that all pine nuts can give you pine nut syndrome if you eat enough of them. Marianne from Levittown said, second purchase of these. She spent $88 on pine nuts. Think about this. From, from Marianne from Levittown. Maybe the price just went up. Maybe it wasn't always that price. Second purchase of these. Very good pesto. Great shipping. God, I need them for my pets, though. Yo, Jean from Freehold commented again about pine nut syndrome. She's going off in these comments. I got pine nut syndrome. Someone just put expensive, but terrific. Great on a salad. Yeah, like that's another use for pine nuts. This person from MI. Is that Michigan or is that? Okay. I will not buy pine nuts from anywhere except the Mediterranean area. I don't mind paying the price for these delicious quality nuts. I know how labor intensive it is to harvest these, which also drives the price up. We got to find out how pine nuts are harvested. Listen, this is. I'm getting. Before we talk shit. I'm getting like. Episode one, Brothers Ketchup Vibes oh, about the olives. Yeah, like, yeah. what's going on with these pine nuts? <laughs> How to harvest pine nuts? Like, first thing that comes up. How to harvest, first thing that comes up, pine nuts. Should we start growing pine nuts? Should we get into the pine nut business? I mean, maybe. Is this our calling? Uh, it doesn't look that hard. <laughs> Grow pine tree. <laughs> Interesting. So, if you're you're spending the money on the Italian pine nuts, okay. that's really what it is. If you're getting cheap pine nuts, you're getting them from China, and these are of dubious origin, according to this website. Why? Why aren't there American pine nuts? You ask. There are. You just have to go find them yourself. It requires some persistence, but here's how to harvest pine nuts. We should just harvest our own and sell them. Okay. Dude, let's start a pine... The money's ketchup. there. Brothers Pine Nuts. Brothers Pine Nuts. You know, every, like, internet guy has their own... We have to move out to the West, though. Well, you know, I never want to take sponsors for the podcast or monetize it. You'll take sponsorship from nut company? Coffee companies or something that they use on the side. We'll sell pine nuts. So we have to go out into the West Coast, 
You have to find a stray Italian stone pine planted somewhere as a landscaping tree. And then steal their pine cones. Eastern pine nuts are too small or have shells too hard to bother with. What the heck? Okay, so we're looking for... So we have to move to Italy and... Pinus idulis and P. monophilia. I mean, why not just move out west and just buy a bunch of those trees and plant them? And then in a couple years, we have pine nuts. I mean, I'm into, I'm into that, man. I will become a pine nut farmer. <laughs> like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> oh, shit. I think... They look like they come... Oh, well... Do we need an investor? Dude, I'm so... I'm so dumb. See, this is why I can't have a podcast. Okay. I'm so fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm on this website reading about pine nuts. And they're showing you, like, this thing. Like, uh, like, and I'm like, wow. I've seen these things before. I must I must have seen these trees. It's a fucking pine cone. Of course, I've seen a pine cone before. <laughs> How? Wow. Well, that's what I said. We need a pine tree. So there's specific pine trees that produce specific pine cones that have specific seeds that we need to harvest. Once you find some trees, start scoping them out in early August. Ooh, right on time. So they're even in season and they're less expensive. You're looking for trees that have lots of green pine cones on them. Not every tree will set cones and only Mother Nature knows why. But you can find loaded trees next to barren ones. Sometimes small variations in elevation or whether the trees are on a north or south face of a slope can matter a lot. Once you find the trees, remember where they are. Return to them around Labor Day. It sounds early, but you need to beat the insane rodent posse. What? I guess rodents take the pine. Yeah, they like the nuts. So then you have the pine cones. Then what? When you get home, lay the green cones out in a cheap foil roasting tray or some or some other shallow wide container. You can say if you stack them too deep, they'll get moldy. Enjoy the wonderful aroma and wait. Eventually, they will begin to open on their own. So you just let them sit there and wait. When the cones do op- do open, about three weeks, pick out all the nuts from within. We need a lot of pine cones. Not all nuts. Not all nuts will even be good nuts. It's a fact of pine nut processing that can be depressing. All that waiting and work, and sometimes your yield is a crappy fifty percent or worse. <laughs> oh, you no know, wonder why pine nuts are so expensive. Who's doing all this work? Apparently, the Italians. Okay, so here's what you do. You want to know? So you pick all those nuts out. Okay. Do you know how to know if they're good or not? You bite them. You fill a bucket of water and you dump them in. If they float, they're bad. You want your nuts to sink. Okay, what do you do with the bad ones? Eat them. (laughs) (laughs) Do you eat the bad ones? No. The sinkers are keepers. Oh, here we go. There's something you can do. Dude, every question you've asked is like the next (laughs) one. There's something you can do with the floaters, however. You can mash them up. Most won't have any nut at all inside. Fill a mason jar full and cover it with vodka. Put a lid on the jar, wait a few months, and bam, pine nut bourbon. Damn good stuff. Holy shit. Do you want to make pine Dude, nut this bourbon? this is our new hobby. Do you want to make pine nut bourbon? We are going to farm We are gonna farm pine trees. Dude, if we just bought a little plot of land out west and just planted pine trees on it, and just like every year we just we drive out in August. Just... Talk to Tommy about it. He knows how to art agriculture. That's right. a name drop. We can bleep that. All right, Tommy. We're, we're coming after you. Come join our adventure into pine nuts. Dude, I think you can get rich off pine nuts, though. We should just go all the way and move to Italy. Farm out the real shit. Because, like, money goes a lot further there, too. Yeah. Liquid, liquidize everything. Sell the house. Move out to Italy. Buy a little cottage. Start. We could, like, release the podcast from an Italian pine nut farm. Yeah. Or pine nut farmers. And bourbon makers. Yeah. And we'll sell the bourbon, too. Uh, you watch Lowering the Bar? Last week on Lowering the Bar, they they did, um, two different, were they bourbons or whiskeys? Uh, I think one was a bourbon, one was a whiskey. One was filtered through, like, crabs. So it was, like, a crab-flavored one. And then the other one was filtered using a beaver's anal gland. Why? I don't know. See, I wouldn't drink that. It seems like an insult to whiskey. Seems like people who don't like whiskey are doing weird shit with whiskey. As for the good nuts, you will still need to shell them. See why store-bought pine nuts are so expensive. 
Sadly, there's no fast way to shell Pinus. The most effective way is still one at a time. And believe me, I've tried lots and lots of different ways to shell these little buggers. Once they're shelled, freeze the nuts. In fact, freeze even the nuts still in the shell if you plan on keeping them around for more than a couple weeks. Pine nuts are surprisingly perishable. Once frozen, however, in shell pine nuts will keep for two years or more. Oh, and don't forget to use the shells for more pine nut bourbon. So we can make a lot of bourbon. Wow. Dude, who is this guy that wrote this article? He gave us our whole life plan. Hank Shaw. Follow along with Brothers Ketchup. Hey there, my name is Hank Shaw. I write, I fish, I dig earth, forage, raise plants, live for food, and hunt anything that tastes good. Awesome. I'll drink fancy scotch, craft beer, Pabst Blue Ribbon, a fine Barolo, or hell, even kombucha, depending on my mood or or who's offering. I spend my days thinking... We gotta get this guy on the podcast. This is our first guest. We don't have guests. I spend my days thinking about new ways to cook and eat anything that walks, flies, swims, crawls, skitters, jumps, or grows. Should we just talk I am the omnivore. Just about pine nuts? Huh? Do you want to interview him just about pine nuts? Yeah. We can't him on the podcast, but we can interview him off podcast and then... Just play it? Play it or relay what he said. I am the omnivore <laughs> who, has solved his, who has solved his dilemma. This is my story. Honest food... Is what I'm after. Nothing packaged, nothing in a box, nothing wrapped in plastic. Unless I wrapped it in plastic myself. I eat meat, but I loathe industrial farming. So I have not bought meat or fish more than a handful of times since 2005. Oh my god. This is what we gotta do. But I'm more than a hunter. I'm also a constant gatherer, angler, gardener, and fan of farmer's markets. Eating locally and making good food from scratch is what I do. Seasonality rules my diet. If you catch me buying asparagus from Chile, you have my permission to slap me upside the head. I'm especially interested in those meats and veggies that people don't eat much anymore, like pigeons or shad or cardoons. I have nothing against good grass-fed beef or a head of lettuce. It's just that others are doing just fine writing about those foods. I'm trying to walk a less traveled path. Hey. Dude, I love this fucking guy. (laughs) Is he on Twitter? Hope he's a Trump guy. Probably not. Yeah, most likely. (laughs) (laughs) Hank Shaw. Oh, doesn't look like he's on Twitter. Not on Twitter. Oh, wait. Here he is. How many followers? You ready for this? What? Why? Probably a Trump guy. Why else would he be suspended from Twitter? Let's see if he's on TikTok. I don't have my phone, though. Hank Shaw. Oh, here he is. He lives in Northern California. He's followed by three people I follow. Joe Rogan follows him. Makes sense. How many followers does he have? 85,000. That's good. Yeah. We're late to the Hank Shaw party. Yeah, I guess he's probably not going to come on our podcast then. I thought he was just like some dude with a website. Yeah, we're talking about Hank Shaw. He's probably like a big chat. <laughs> yeah. Alright, okay. pretty cool. I'm pumped about that. Alright, we gotta go make... Figure out pine nuts. Dude, pine nut farm. I'm going, like, literally I'm going downstairs right now and be like, we're I mean, going to become pine nut farmers. If Northern California is a good spot, <coughs> I would, I mean, we could probably buy an old pine nut farm in Italy. Let's look for it. See how much it is. It's probably like a couple, couple hundred bucks. Can I make guns in Italy? Yeah, why not? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Laws. Laws. <laughs> All right. All right, that's a good one. Have a good night.
Um, oh, we should fill those out before we... Yesterday, I saw something I'd never seen before. What? We were sitting in the hotel, like, restaurant, eating. And the where we were sitting, like, the whole restaurant kind of is, like, on the outside. So, like, there's, like, this big, like, glass... It's, like, very open concept, so it's, like, these big glass window walls. Okay. And then across the way is, like, the actual hotel building. Because the hotel with, like, where the rooms are isn't attached to, like, the lobbyish area with the restaurants and stuff. And so you can, s- you can see all the rooms. Well, no, it's, like, covered. But you can see all the rooms. And they're all floor-to-ceiling windows. And full-on fat lady and her husband. I think husband. A man. Just banging. How fat? Huge. So it wasn't even fun to watch. But, like, I couldn't believe that they didn't shut the curtains. Well, that's a thrill. How did they not? They had to know. <laughs> well, did some people like a show or an audience? I couldn't believe it. We like an audience. That's why we do this podcast. I couldn't believe it. So when they were done, the guy just, like, gets up and starts, like, walking across the room, like, to get, like, a glass of water. And he's just... It was wild. His fat body and tiny pecker. He wasn't... He wasn't fat. I mean, he was... He wasn't, like, in good shape, but he wasn't... He wasn't like her. She was... Wow. Yeah. So I never witnessed that in real life before. The other day, six days ago, we said the Yankees had to win four out of six, and they disappointed us. But, I mean, it's been a season of overperforming, so slightly underperforming isn't that bad. When did we say they had to win four out of six? We said they had to take, split the Mets and... Oh, yeah. yeah three they, out of four to the Royals. Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. did three out of four to the Royals, but they lost two to the Mets. I don't even care. <laughs> Judge is so good. Like the only thing I really care about is him. And what are his stats looking like? Good. Dude, okay. they're they're dumb. I'm gonna riot when he inevitably doesn't win MVP. What do you mean? Like, what would the excuse be? My thing with with the whole Otani thing is just like they're really gonna give it to Otani. Yeah, to of course. Otani? But that's my thing. Is like I get it. It's cool. He does both things. But like he doesn't. He's not elite. He is elite at both things. Occasionally. But, like, we can't just give him the MVP every year. So, like, unfortunately for him, he has to have a season where, like, he is the best in one of those categories and then good in the other one. He doesn't have to be great in both. But, like, he can't just be, like, pretty good in both. That's bullshit. Like, his offensive numbers aren't... If he was just an offensive player, you would never even think he was an MVP. And his pitching numbers are pretty good, but, but they're, not Cy, they're not Cy Young. So, like, just because he does both, he gets the MVP? That's stupid. I I don't... And then, like, the idea that, well, he's so, so much more valuable because he gives you a roster spot. It's like, the Angels have to carry a six-man rotation because of him. He's costing them a roster spot. So, like, don't give me that shit. Well, you know how I feel about it. So, it's dumb. It's really dumb. They should be taking MVPs away from Otani and Trout. That's what I think. You can't be that valuable considering your teams are awful. So I, it just, it's gonna, I'm gonna lose my mind if Judge winds up hitting like 65 homers, 140 RBIs, bats 302, OPS like 1.086. If Judge even sniffs the record. If he gets somewhere in the high 50s, he's winning the MVP. I don't know. Like, the year Stanton won the MVP, like, judges numbers, like, he's on pace, like, below that season, out of the water, and that, he was, like, unanimous MVP. It was like, oh, of course, he's the MVP. Obviously. But the fact that we're going to have a discussion because of some guy who happens who already to play... Who already won it and un- didn't deserve it. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he didn't deserve it, but, like... Last year, he definitely could have made the argument that, like, Vladdy should have, could have, could have won that MVP. But the thing with Vladdy is, like, okay, maybe he doesn't play great defense. 
Uh, you know who plays great defense? Aaron Judge. It's going to cost me money because two is winning MVP in the NFL. That's set in stone. You can book that right now. I would suggest you you bet it. If you're listening to this podcast, I would I would put money on that. Very excited about two. I'm just excited about football. I've reached that point in the baseball season where I'm kind of like, I get give it. The postseason. Yeah, like just give me the playoffs. I'm not. These are my favorite games. No, they're so like. Like when the Royals come to town in August, it's great. Today should have been better. We should have won it. Clay home shouldn't have blown it. Yeah, what the fuck was that, dude? Why do we let... Why do we let that that guy beat us against every team? The Orioles come to town. Trey Mancini is going to rip you apart. The Reds come to town. You can't get out Joey Votto. Actually, when the, the Royals... Reds came to town, it was that Israel kid. Yeah, India killed it. But Votto did, too. What did I call it? Israel. Israel. No, it was India. But Votto did, too. And then, like, the Royals have one player that you can't really let beat you. Wellington. No, Salvador Perez. And, like, really? Like, you he let that guy. Too. Dude, he killed us. Made Cole look like an idiot. Cole sucks. You want to know what I didn't know? And this is shocking. It was shocking to me when I found out. What? I didn't know Grinky went back to the Royals. Oh, yeah. We went out all the way to July. I had no idea that Grinky yeah. was pitching back in Kansas City. It's funny. Uh, I saw a lot of tweets over the weekend about, like, different Royals players that people just didn't know. I saw a tweet from, like, a dude who tweets about baseball every single day. Tweet it. He goes, Amir Garrett's on the Royals? <laughs> and I was like, dude, where have you guys been? But, yeah, Amir Garrett and Zach, and Zach Grinky are on the Royals. The Royals weren't supposed to be awful this year. They weren't supposed to be good. But I don't like, know how they expected to not be awful. But I don't think they were expecting to be awful. They're in the running with the Tigers to be the worst defensive team I've ever seen in my entire life. The yeah, what was of errors What was with that kid who dropped the pop-up yesterday? If it weren't for the fact that their center fielder is a stud and glides out there like butter. Dude, he covers a lot. The of rest of their defense is absolutely atrocious. Oh, dude, speaking of, I played center field for an inning today. Oh, yeah, how was that? I was so scared. <laughs> Second batter of the inning just puts one in the gap between center and left. Down? I was surprised. Like, I got such a good jump on it. Got I actually got to it too quick, and I was just, and then I almost, like, had to wait, and, like, I almost, like, ran past. I got real nervous, but I made the play. I was like, oh, I could play outfield. I was like, I never want to do that again, <laughs> Something about when the ball's in the air, it's just it's so oh, so oh, scary. Oh, oh, oh. The ball on the ground is like it's coming yeah, right crumbs. to me. Like, <laughs> all right. Uh, before we start the podcast, I want to fill those forms out. Okay, we can do that. All right. You have a pen? Yeah, we'll get a pen. Hey. 